Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Name's Nev anyway, Will. It's uh, awesome you could join us on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for taking time to chat. Always appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, man. Well, uh, of course, the new fit for an autopsy album, Oh, What the Future Holds, is out on January 14. And I've been lucky enough to hear the album. And, man, it's God. fucking incredible, dude. Like, it's meaty. Oh. But, Thank man, holy shit. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a fun one. I'm glad. Uh, so far, so far, the response has been cool. Hopefully, um, everybody, hopefully all our fans like it. A couple new tricks, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about it is uh, it's also got that emotional weight as well, which takes it to a whole new level of, of heaviness, you know? Yeah, so. this one was, uh, we probably spent more time lyrically kind of painting those pictures than I think we ever had. We had more time this time, which was nice. So mm. uh, it was uh, a quarantine record is, uh, is honestly uh, kind of nice and relaxing to make. There's no pressure, you know? Was there a clear path musically after, you know, see a tragic beast where, you know, it led to that or was it something that happened due to everything that happened in the world? It took it on that sort of musical journey. Uh, no, it kind of just got into it. Like I don't ever, um, I don't ever really write fit records with a plan and kind of just get in there and see what happens. Like usually I'll, when I feel like I have enough good ideas in my brain, I'll start to write stuff and however long that takes, you know? Um, and then it's kind of whatever happens, happens. Like that was the stuff I was feeling like writing in the moment. And um, that's what made it on the record. You know, I did write a lot of songs this time, which was cool. Uh, probably more than I ever had. So I was able to cut a bunch of stuff, which was nice. Um, it wasn't like a race to 10 tracks. I probably had like 20 songs. Um, and then it was like really obvious what the winners were for me and stuff. So it, yeah, it, it's kind of like, it just comes out and then I kind of sift through it, all the chaos of it, make a record out of it. So what happens with those ones that didn't make the cut? Are they going for B sides or are they on the back? Um, yeah, we got plans for a couple. I think they'll research, they'll probably surface in the future. Um, and then sometimes they make their way onto other albums. You know, I think, uh, has that happened before? I feel like it has. I feel like Iron Moon from The Great Collapse might have been an uh, older song that I was kicking around, could never finish it, or I just didn't see a path for it where I was like, oh, okay, now it's cool. And then uh, one day I had an idea. I was like, I know how to finish that song, and it became a track on, an, on a future record, you know? Um, so I bet you one or two of these will wind up working themselves out into the future because there is a pile of cool stuff, but like, when you're writing, sometimes you hit a wall and I'd rather set it aside than force like a bad ending for a song, you know. Was it uh, Matt from Trivium 
was saying that recently about a song that is probably one of their best songs in their new album. And that was from years ago. And they just couldn't crack the code. And then all of a sudden it just was like, bam. And then yeah, ends up there. Yeah. It's crazy how that yeah. happens. I think there's a... I think there's an after the burial song on their last record that was like a 10 year old riff that <laughs> finally they're like it trent was finally like i know how to finish it now now i have a song with it um so sometimes it happens you know i do i know i have so, i still know riffs but in my pile where i'm like i love that part it's got to be in the song one day and it you know maybe it'll happen maybe it won't hopefully it does so how far back does the writing for this one go in saying that um i I did it in little chunks here and there over, over time, usually, which is pretty common for me shortly after a record comes out. Cause I've been like living with the songs, like we're doing press, we're talking about the record. It's on the internet. We're paying, everyone's paying attention to it a little, a little shortly after this release, I'll probably go back into that session with like my, while it's all fresh in my head and I'm like, Oh, cool people like this this work and i'll just like jam a little see if something cool comes up um and then i just go away for a while i don't want to do fit music for a minute you know um and wait till i kind of recharge the batteries um with this one i broke it into a couple sessions where i was just like i had some free time in between mixes so i was just like i'm gonna write as much as i can until i'm burnt see where we're at and then i'll go back to it i just did that a couple times um and then I felt like I had enough material to actually get into a record. Because, man, I'll be honest. I think this is the best one yet. Oh, like, thank you. Like, Me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's a thing that people say, but it, I really, listening to it, I think it really is. I think it's really strong. Like, you guys have broken through to, as I said before, like that next level is really melodic and it's weighty. It's meaty, but it's also melodic and and emotionally weighty as i was saying and in saying that do you feel like the evolution of the band has has pushed you through past the deathcore tag i guess the the genre um i feel like i mean that's where the band kind of came from i guess i mean to be honest we came from being fans of death metal and hardcore and that was mm. i guess a recipe 10 years ago oh, yeah. for what for us but um we um we over time obviously have tried to develop our own style, which I guess doesn't really align with what deathcore is now in 2021. Yeah. You know, the young bands I listen to that are deathcore bands are like wildly different sounding than us. And I'm like, well, we're, we're a deathcore band, I guess if this is, but this is the deathcore band. So I don't know. I mean, I, we don't care anymore. You can call it whatever you want. It sounds like a metal band to me. We, I feel like we cover, we go in a few different directions. So I'd understand why it would be hard to like box it into a genre, you know, but we have elements from a lot of different stuff. So some people can hear that. Some people just call us a metal band. Like, I don't know. We don't care, but whatever people are comfortable labeling it as, if they're listening to it, it's awesome. It's brutal. Just say it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, emotionally (laughs) heavy is a good way to describe this one for sure. You know? So it was like, I just like sad, aggressive music. So that it's just a pile of that, you know? <laughs> Me too. That's why I think I liked it so much. I found yeah. lots of relate in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we put the time in on this one to nail certain things with the lyrics and to convey that kind of emotional response. It was definitely a, a big goal this time, you know? Joe's vocals 
on it uh just incredible oh yeah he'll love to he loves hearing he's great (laughs) 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 no he's great he is he did a great job he was super prepared and and uh we didn't have a bad day in the studio at all the dude was just rehearsed on fire it was great he's definitely uh one of my favorite vocalists to work but i'm glad he's in my band well the the thing about it as well is is the vocals sit perfectly as well like you know i hear a lot of albums but this one the production and the way everything sits especially the vocals being a vocal i i can't fault it i'd like i just think it's solid oh thank you yeah i mixed this one it's a bit more dynamic i didn't smash it um Mm. and like over over compress and over squeeze the whole thing like some of the more modern records are even some of our records you know and it and it it feels um it feels like there's more space for things to move within the parts and i think it helps vocals sit really well which is why like uh, rock mixes work in the same way you know but um obviously it's still like a heavy mix but it is like a little off the center from like your standard smash the balls to the wall kind of modern metal production i just thought it would be cool i like the idea of trying to mix up the production a little bit from record to record and um it was fun to like dial it back for the sake of the song here and there um so yeah it's something i'll probably continue to play with with the band because i like the i like that we were able to execute something that felt like it had a little more dynamics to it than your standard just like smashed record you know which i also like but there's a time and a place for both it's true it's true so i've heard it on a few different things i've listened to it in my headphones i've listened to in the car and when my headphones died at work i just had it listening on my phone and usually you know when you hear it on the phone it's probably not the best thing to do with little tiny little speakers but man it it even didn't sound bad on that oh good thank you (laughs) yeah i should start i really should just start checking mixes on phones because i feel like a lot of people hear it for the first time <laughs> but i wouldn't even know how to mix for a cell phone that's insane that's not the it's not what it's not meant for no yeah yeah but i know it's crazy when when separate, the, the headphones. separate cell phone masters yeah <laughs> we're insane yeah. that what about when it comes for things like vinyl because that's that's a whole other ball game as well i mean have you got to take that in, into consideration when you're doing everything Oh, for sure. There's a separate vinyl master for this, which is awesome. Um, because with vinyl, you can get away with a little more headroom. There's definitely some tweaks to the low end where it's better for the format. There's there's a variety of things that went into that mastering process for the vinyl, but um, it's uh, it's really cool sounding on vinyl. It's uh, like usually my favorite format uh, to listen to a record I've like mixed or mastered or anything on is vinyl, and this time it's like it's really nice on vinyl. See, I want to get it on vinyl. So I keep saying, I've just, I've just fallen down that rabbit hole on the vinyl rabbit hole. I'm a bit behind the times, even though you know I was I was alive when vinyl was the thing. Um, <laughs> I'm really yeah, old. I've grown to appreciate it later in yeah. life because I cared about it either until I started making records, and then I was like, oh, this is nicer. I get it now. It's kind of worth it. Um, and I got a little vinyl setup and stuff. And for some of my favorite bands, it's really fun to listen to. Because it's the closest to as intended, I think, as possible with the formats nowadays. There's obviously loudness, competition, and um, records are, are records sacrifice the audio integrity for the sake of being 
loud and competing with other other bands in the genre and stuff but the vinyl it gets there's just a lot more room to play with and um i think it's the best format to listen to music on currently you know absolutely i'm i'm loving it and i can't wait to get my copy but uh outside of fit for for an autopsy you work with a ton of great bands and recently uh manuel from uh zealand right yeah yeah that's like one of my favorite bands and it's yeah he was really fun i don't know if he knew i was a fan of his band or i don't know how, i don't even really remember how we got connected but um we've done a couple projects together now and it's awesome he's just one of a kind guy and he's super super laid back and easy to work with like we've never really disagreed on anything and uh yeah mixing mixing his stuff is has been a blast i hope i can get him actually in the studio one day but i know uh this time over the pandemic we didn't have a chance to but um yeah, the the new record that he's uh, the new record that I think is coming out very soon actually. Uh, yes, yeah, it's just fantastic. I had such a good time working on it. Man, I can't wait to hear that too, and hear what you've done with it. Because I know you worked on the uh, singles, right? Yeah, I think there's um, he's got the there was an EP earlier in the year, and then we yep. worked on a record together. Right. Yeah, we've got a got a nice pile of music coming out soon. I think so. Has that stuff, when you work with all these different bands, even the Australian ones, there's a good Australian connection there. Uh, do they influence your own writing and, and the way you do things and change up the game for yourself? Um, it kind of keeps me from, it kind of prevents me from doing certain things more so. I feel like I work with so many bands, it's kind of obvious to see certain trends and things that I feel like might be copied or replicated too frequently like when i write for fit i just want to write music i like and i try to avoid um i try to avoid chasing stuff with the music with the band you know there's no real intention to sound like anybody else or like oh we want to be big we got to do this we got to do that i just like write things i want to hear you know um and when i produce records all year i start to hear stuff that i don't want to hear anymore (laughs) where i'm like all right i'm gonna avoid some of that stuff it's not a knock to any of the bands it's just like personal taste for me um if i've heard this that kind of riff or that vocal 10 times already on different records i don't want to write the same thing i don't i'm not interested in it so i kind of kind of keeps me it keeps me avoiding certain things you know and then obviously i work with guys that are just great at what they do and i pick up tricks and and little ideas here and there but um yeah, generally it's more of a steer clear of this because I'm overhearing this, you know. Was it a uh, Bobak from uh, Justice for the Damned? I spoke to He's him great. recently. He's a good dude. He said how you like really help re- reconstruct everything and push them when you worked with them. Yeah, they're like, I mean, I, they're a pleasure to work with too. But they um, they were very open to the idea of like, hey, I'm just like a fan of the band. I want to hear it as I'm hearing it from the outside you know yeah and like what what i ideally i'd want to see them do i would just throw a bunch of stuff at them um like that and they were down they just reworked they were happy to rework a bunch of stuff with me and their last record's awesome oh it's amazing i love it yeah my favorites too uh what about artwork you know you work with uh was it uh adam adam burke yeah adam burke did the cover he's done the past couple with us yeah Yeah, he's um He's been a guy that I can rely on to I'll have an idea 
I'll talk it out with him on the phone for 20 minutes and then I'll get an email with exactly what I want, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I, it's rare. the idea, the idea of going to another artist is like terrifying to me now. Cause I just have this dynamic with him where it's like, he understands what I'm trying to do and we're able to communicate. I'm able like a big thing with artists with me is just like, do you understand what I'm going for? You know, like, can like people have, you know, I'm not a great artist, so I don't have the ability to draw something and, sh and that and get the idea out of my head. I need to rely on somebody else to translate my ideas, you know, um, and there's plenty of times where it's wrong, like where I'm like this. I want it to look like this. This is the aesthetic, blah, blah, blah. Here's the idea. And then I'll see something back and I'm like, that's not what I was thinking. And it's not the fault of the artist. It's just mm -hmm. hard to communicate a thought into artwork sometimes. Uh, it's not hard with Adam. He's just, a, it's just, it's so easy. It's like cheating for artwork. Um, where like, yeah, now, I mean, he's just our guy. We've done, we've done several with him and I, I just love working with him on that level. Do you find that his, his work in reverse has, has influenced you and your writing as well? Cause his stuff going through all his work is, it's incredible. Really dark. I don't think I take much musical influence from uh visual artwork hmm. i've noticed that i probably don't do that um i think most of the time the idea starts with the band and then i pull the visual out of what i'm seeing when i hear the music you know um i yeah it would be weird for me to like look at a picture and write a song about it i don't think that's happened yet it might be a cool experiment for sure now i'm like kind of interested in trying that maybe i'll give that a go next time that's a cool idea Hey, yeah, yeah. Work on a hey, and then you can both maybe add bits at a yeah, time. I wanted to, we talked about doing it with a music video once, where I'm like, I got a story, I want to put it in a video. This was a video with a that required a budget that we did not have, so it never happened. But I was like, you do the video first. I'm talking to the director. You send it to me, and I I'll give you a tempo, like to generally cut it at and paste the video at, and I will write a song to the video as an experiment to be like, can I score a narrative with a fit song? Uh, but we couldn't blow off the idea. So I still want to try that, but I like the idea of that from like a scoring perspective. That would be amazing. What if you did like yeah. a, a GoFundMe or something for it or a Patreon? To get it oh, going? we don't do those. Yeah. I like to, I like to deliver the goods and leave it up to people to decide if they want to buy it. I have, we're not really, we're never really into, and it's not throwing shade at anyone who yeah, does, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're never really into give us money first. And then hopefully you like what we give <laughs> you. I, I like the idea of like, here's what we did. Buy it. If you want, don't buy it. If you don't want to, it's all good. I, I, I get that. That's a good way of doing it though. It's a good way. Of doing yeah. It. Yeah. I mean that people have built careers getting funding from fans mm -hmm. like that connection to it, that which is cool. And I think for certain artists, it's a useful tool, but it's, it's not something in our, in our repertoire, you know? Well, I mean, in regards to the band's touring and stuff like that, I mean, you guys do things completely different. I mean, you don't hit the road with the guys. Um, do you miss hitting the road? A little bit. I think um, it was just a decision I had to make if I could, I don't think I could be the record producer that I am and tour full time. Mm. It's kind of like I can do one or the other, but not both, you know? Um, so I've, I kind of realized that a long time ago and I was like, let's just slide me out for somebody who's better than me at guitar anyway, and who wants to tour and 
um, that decision was was beneficial for everybody involved. I can just still be involved with the band and do the creative process and kind of run the business of it, and then they're their own machine on tour, and um, I don't have to interfere with that, you know. So, I mean, obviously, when they play big festivals and there's like crazy shows, it's like, oh, that'd be cool to do. But it's like, I'm not just gonna jump on stage and throw a wrench in it all. Like they got their own thing going there now, and it's not. I, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy sitting them out, you know. So uh, not jumping on a plane and come down here to Australia with Die Art at some stage? Oh, I don't know. We might come hang at one point. Maybe I'll sell a T-shirt or something. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I've i started to play shows with another band that I play in. So I'm getting that itch scratched elsewhere, and, and and that's enough for me. So Is that end? Yeah, yeah. Man, I love that shit too. It's fucking. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you know, where we've got shows this week, actually. And then uh, we're going to do some touring next year, like actually extended touring for the first time. We can finally line up some schedules. So for the first time, we'll get to a bunch of new places. Man, I would love to see that down here in Australia. Yeah. Talk to, uh, you know, Andy Marsh, right? Go bother him. He'll probably. I will. <laughs> okay, tell him. I'll go to his Facebook page in a minute. And I'll be like, hey, bro, bring that in. Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I love Australia. I've, I've spent months of my life there already producing records and staying in beautiful paradise places. And it's one of my favorite places in the world. So if I have an excuse to go there, I'm, I'm going. So we always welcome, brother. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> well, man, in the meantime, though, the new Fit for an Autopsy album, Oh, What the Future Holds, is out on January 14. We'll have all the links down here. Take care of yourself, man. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And, thank you, uh, likewise. Much appreciated. No worries, man. No worries. Take care of yourself, bro. All right, dude. Thanks for having me. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 